This is New England Patriots running back and three-time Super Bowl champion James White. You're listening to the two-minute drill. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Two Minute Drill podcast. I'm Adam, and as usual, I'm joined by Kevin Dan, and we have a very special episode for you guys today. The NFL draft is finally upon us after months of speculation, mock drafts, and everything in between. Our questions are finally going to be answered, and we're going to be seeing all these players and where they end up. Um, so with that, we all created a round one mock draft, picks one through 32, and we're going to be going pick by pick on this episode. Before we dive into that, boys, you got any thoughts? This is going to be like the craziest draft in recent years. I feel like there's so many quarterbacks on there. There's so many good wide receivers that you can take. I know it's a good need for the Patriots at this time. Very interested to see if you boys have the Patriots trading up to get the quarterback of the future. But, uh, Dan, let's just get into this and get this thing started. All right, let's go. Uh, Just going to hop right into it. I think we should just go each of our top fives. Um, I've got Trevor Lawrence going number one of the Jaguars, Zach Wilson, number two to the Jets. Those picks basically seem like locks at this point. Uh, number three, 49ers got a couple options at quarterback here. I got him taking Justin Fields. Number four, I've got the Falcons staying at four and taking Kyle Pitts. And at five for the Bengals, it really comes down to Penny Sewell or Jamar Chase, whoever you take, you're going to get like half of the Bengals fan base calling you an idiot and being like super mad at you. Um, I've gone Sewell with all of my mocks so far. So figured I'd switch it up here and take Chase. All right. Um, for me, Jaguars, obviously number one, going with Trevor Lawrence. Jets at number two, Zach Wilson. And here's where it gets a little, a little twist here. Niners at three, Mac Jones. Mac Jones, Ooh. baby. Number four, Falcons, Kyle Pitts. And Bengals at five, I'm going with Jamar Chase. So I'm going to pronounce half these guys' names wrong, which I do apologize for now when Dan corrects me for towards the end of the draft when I don't know any of these guys' names. Gotcha. Um, but obviously, one, two, locks. Jaguars getting Trevor Lawrence. Jets getting Zach Wilson. Number three, I had the 49ers breaking my heart and getting Justin Fields. I think he's the obvious choice. I don't know why the Jets want to get Wilson over Fields, but that's a debate for a later day. Number four, I have the Atlanta Falcons trading with the Denver Broncos, and I have the Denver Broncos drafting Trey Lance. And with the fifth pick, I have the Bengals getting Sewell. All right, so obviously in those top fives, like, we're going to have a lot of the same picks. Obviously, one and two is, like, the same for virtually every mock people make. But some pretty big takeaways there, the first of which, Adam, you had the 49ers going Mac Jones at three. Um, I think that's one of the more interesting draft storylines we've seen in recent memory because usually when you see that um, where teams looks like really unnecessarily high on a guy, that's usually a smoke screen. You know, they're trying to hype a guy up so that another guy can maybe follow them. But, you know, where the 49ers are at right now, like Lawrence and Wilson are basically guaranteed to be off the board. So I don't really know why they'd be doing that. Um, Do you think that, you know, Kyle Shanahan just loves this guy so much. He basically went to John Lynch in the upper management and said, you know, hey, this is my guy. Give up whatever it takes, and I'm going to go win a Super Bowl with him. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of look at all the quarterbacks that Shanahan has had success with in the past. You know, the Jimmy G's, the Matt Ryan, and the Matt Schaub. And the one thing they all have in common is they're good decision makers, and they're not crazy athletic, but they listen to uh, Shanahan's system. And I feel like Mac Jones falls perfectly in line with all those other three quarterbacks I mentioned. They all have similar uh, skill sets. And I am also a believer that if you have your eyes on a quarterback like the Niners do right now, it doesn't matter the value of where you could have got him, if you could have got him a little later. If you like a guy, trade up and go get him. And I believe Mac Jones is going to be that pick. They also right. did trade up a haul, though. Like, yeah, for someone that, that could have, for someone that could have been there later on, like, and you just traded up a boatload to get him. I don't know. That's risky. I That's, think. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's more smokescreen. I think. I personally think that a Fields or a Lance fits the 49ers offense better than a Mac Jones. But I do see where you're getting at with the Shanahan typical quarterbacks. Well, I agree with. It. I agree with you, Kev, because that's kind of been my big takeaway <laughs> so far. Where. You guys know I'm not the biggest Mac Jones fan, and it seemed like basically every mock draft he was falling to 15, 
And, you know, 90% of the time we were taking him and, you know, occasionally we'd pass on him. So felt like at 12, if the 49ers really wanted him, he'd be there. Or they could even move up to, you know, seven or eight. Like, they didn't really have to go all the way up to three if they wanted Mac Jones. They gave up a lot to do it. Three first-round picks. Um, I just think that's what that pick was worth with all the quarterbacks available. But, yeah, I mean, that would definitely be insane if the 49ers ended up making that trade for Mac Jones. I think you'd see a lot of very upset fans in San Francisco on draft night. All right, and then the next big takeaway from those top fives, Kev, you had the Denver Broncos moving up to four to go grab Trey Lance. Uh, That's going to be a popular trade destination on draft night. There's going to be a lot of speculation around that. What made you go with Denver to move up? Uh, Why do you think Atlanta's going to move back, and why is Trey Lance the pick? I don't think Atlanta desperately needs somebody. I think they're in a good spot right now that if they have Matt Ryan, they have Julio Jones. I understand they're going to need a quarterback, but I think this is a time that they can just rebuild. You got pick number four, so they can get a lot from Denver for that nine. Um, And I do think that John Elway really needs that quarterback. I mean, he talks about every single year that he needs that guy. He's drafted a lot of guys. It hasn't really worked out. Trey Lance is obviously the youngest quarterback in this class. Um, So you don't have to rush him to a day one. You do have Drew Locke. You bring in competition for Drew Locke. I just think that it's a win-win for the Denver Broncos in that situation that you can develop Trey Lance into your own. And then there's no rush for him because you still have Drew Locke on that rookie contract. I just think, honestly, it's a pretty good fit for what Denver has and what John Elway kind of looks at for a quarterback. All right. Hopping into picks six through ten here, uh, I've got the Miami Dolphins at six, grabbing Penny Sewell, the offensive tackle out of Oregon. Um, I think ideally when they traded back up from 12 to six, they were hoping they could grab one of those elite offensive weapons. But with Chase and Pitts off the board, they go best available in Sewell. Uh, I've got my first trade of this mock draft. I've got the New England Patriots moving up to seven to grab Trey Lance. I think this roster right now is built for a rookie QB. So I think we go up, we grab that at eight Panthers got Sam Darnold. They no longer need a QB. Now they start building around him a little bit. They grab Rashawn Slater offensive tackle at Northwestern at nine. I've got the Denver Broncos grabbing Mac Jones. Um, As you touched on there, Kev drew lock hasn't looked great so far. Might be time for Denver to bring in another quarterback. And then at 10, I've got the Dallas Cowboys grabbing Patrick Sertan, the second cornerback out of Alabama. All right, I like it. Um, <clears throat> for me, Dolphins at number six, I'm going with Devonta Smith. Some more weapons for Tua. Ooh. More weapons for Tua. Um, seven, I'm with you, Dan, on the trade. Uh, Patriots move up with the Lions, and I have us selecting Justin Fields. Kev, I know that makes you really happy if that actually does happen. Um, eight with the Panthers, I have them going with Panay Sewell. They need to protect Sam Darnold. And, uh, yeah, uh, number nine with the Broncos, I have them going Trey Lance. And 10, just like you, uh, Dan, Cowboys selecting Patrick Sertain. All right, this is where mine's going to get a little confusing, so I do apologize. It is based off me trying to just put this all together within an hour. <clears throat> but I do have another trade. I have Miami trading with the Arizona Cardinals. Now I have the Cardinals moving up to six, and I have the Cardinals getting Kyle Pitts. I have the Lions taking Jamar Chase at number seven. I have the Giants making a trade, moving up to eight. Carolina's going to move the trade down a little bit because they're really not needing much. I have the Giants getting Jalen Waddell. I think they want to get a wide receiver to go along with Kenny Galladay. I think that's a smart move. And then I have another trade. I have the Cowboys moving up to nine and trading with the Falcons. Just one spot, but I think it's so the Cowboys actually get their guy because, like you guys said, they like Patrick Sertan. I think they want to make sure they get him and they lock him up. So I have the Cowboys trading up to nine to get Sertan. And 10, I didn't really know what Atlanta was going to do. I know they need a lot of help, so I figured why not, you know. They could use help everywhere, so I have them getting J.C. Horn with the number 10. Wow. I mean, you you just went crazy on the trades there, Kev. <laughs> I did. I did, but I think it's going to be that type of draft. I think that a lot of these teams 
are going to build off capital. And I think that there's just going to be like, you know, the Cowboys want to lock up and certain. So why not just move up mm-hmm. one spot? Like the Cowboys, I mean, the Falcons could just pick them up at nine. You know what I mean? Cause they have so many needs. So I just think the Cowboys move up one, but I think there's going to be some decent trades in this draft. So the one that I want to touch on is, is the, the Cardinals. Cardinals. Yep. So why do you think Miami <laughs> would be willing if they traded back to 12 and then already went up to six, why do you think they'd want to then go back to 16 with Pitts on the board? Because I think Flores just loves having that draft capital. I think he's that type of guy that would rather just have a shit ton of picks because when the time comes and he really wants somebody, he has that opportunity to use those picks to get his guy. And I think it's a smart way by Flores. And I think it also saves him, like, if he just wants to attack the draft, he doesn't really have to – he can use a salary cap and then build his team around young guys. I think Flores is doing it the right way. We, he's made a lot of trades. Would not surprise me if he wants to move back down. Fair enough. Um, looking at some of the other ones, so the only other one – because I do understand your logic with the Cowboys and Falcons where if Atlanta goes back to nine – and they don't have a guy like Pitts on the board who it would just be like a no-brainer, they got to take him, that they'd be willing to just go down another pick and, you know, basically just grab some more assets for the following, you know, rebuild that's probably going to take place in Atlanta. Uh, J.C. Horn also, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of teams who recognize Sertan might be the best corner but might really not have a problem settling for Horn. Um, But the Giants won – I want to get your thinking on this. So they signed Kenny Galladay to that big contract, and then now they move up to grab another weapon. What are you thinking here with Jalen Waddle? I think that Galladay's injury prone. I think it's shown, and I don't think that Galladay is just enough for that Giants wide receiving core. Like they have Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard's also injury prone. They lost Golden Tate, and I think that Barkley's injury prone as well. As we've seen beginning of his career, I just think that. Joe Judge, wide receivers coach, former for the Pats. I think it would just be a smart move to go get a wide receiver there to help Daniel Jones even more just because their offense basically is an injury-prone team. So I just don't think – I just think overall for that Giants team to take the next step to compete in the NFC East because they were – you know, they didn't didn't do too bad for what people were going to give them credit for. So I just think Waddle is a solid move for them there. All right, fair enough. Adam, you and I had the same idea here with the Pats moving up with Detroit at seven. Um, I think we can probably both agree that the Lions are in a really weird spot, clearly going into a rebuild with that Stafford trade. And, you know, because they got Goff in return, they're not really in a position to take a quarterback right now because even if you set that guy for a year, you're not going to be able to move off of Goff's contract. So you got to just kind of take this year and see what happens. So trading back seems pretty likely. Um, you had the Pats grabbing fields. He wasn't on the board for me. I had him going Lance. If presented with the opportunity like they were in yours, why would you go fields over Lance? I just think I will say I believe. Be careful with this answer. <laughs> I know I'm kind of walking on eggshells right now with Kev. Uh, I will say I think Trey Lance does have more future upside than Justin Fields, but I think Fields is the more – NFL ready quarterback. I just don't, I know we have cam for a year, but there's no guarantee with him, if he, especially if he struggles. And I would feel a lot more confident with Justin Fields going in halfway through the year than Trey Lance, especially if cam is only here for another year. I think he can learn right under cam. And, you know, up, up until a couple months ago, it was always Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields as the top two quarterbacks. And then out of nowhere, the media started pumping Zach Wilson in our face. So I think if Fields is there at seven and we can move up and get him, that's a steal of a pick for a guy like Justin Fields. Yeah, I agree that if they're both on the board, Fields is probably the guy we take. Uh, He's just a much safer pick. He's probably going to be your better day one guy who, you know, for us, we don't, we have Cam Newton there, but he's not really an established quarterback. If we do draft someone, it's pretty likely that they're not just going to sit the whole season behind him, that at some point, Cam's going to have a bad game or maybe two and they're going to get put in. Um, But for me, the thing that excites me about Trey Lance, while I wouldn't necessarily take him over fields, I think his ceiling is way higher. Mm -hmm. Um, I think going into a system with us where 
you have a very talented coaching staff with Bill Belichick and mostly Josh McDaniels coaching him up. Uh, and you have that veteran quarterback behind him in Cam Newton. I've said this before. Um, I don't think Cam Newton could really teach Trevor Lawrence anything. I don't think he could teach Fields much. I don't think he could teach Wilson much. Uh, in addition to just like, you know, your common stuff that any veteran quarterback could teach you just about the league in general. But with Trey Lance, he's a pretty big quarterback. Uh, he brings a pretty physical run style to the table, similar to a Josh Allen. Uh, and I think that's somewhere where Cam Newton could really work with him and help him improve his game. I'm going to say something really quick that if, because you both touched on this, that if the Patriots do trade up and they do get Justin Fields, that Justin Fields will be the game one opening season opener. Justin Fields will start at quarterback and it will not be to an injury of Cam Newton. It will be that Justin Fields outperforms Cam in training camp and all the practices. And I think that, Bill's just going to go with the guy who's going to get them the most wins now, and I think Fields will be ready to go day one. I don't, I don't think he will, and I think we've talked about this before. It's not necessarily that Cam would be better, that Fields wouldn't have a great it's, uh, the, it's You guys don't think that Belichick's going to put a rookie up I think just one. essentially on principle, unless it's like Trevor Lawrence, he's not going to start in week one. If he has another option, that being Cam, uh, he's going to give Cam the start for – I would say at least like two to three games. Well, let's hope that uh, Belichick does draft Fields or Lance so we can have this debate all summer long. Yep, that would be. <laughs> you want to go along with the your next set? I got gotcha. you. Pick eleven. I've got the New York Giants taking Devontae Smith, wide receiver out of Alabama. Kev, I liked what you said there about Galladay. He's good, but he doesn't necessarily solve all their issues. They can still add some more weapons. He's had some injury concerns. Um, I think this is a year for the Giants where you're going to put a ton of weapons around Daniel Jones and you're basically going to see once and for all if he can be your franchise quarterback. If you can't get it done this year with all these guys around him, there's really no excuses. At 12, I've got the Philadelphia Eagles taking J.C. Horn, corner out of South Carolina. Uh, their corners haven't been good for a pretty long time. Here, they're able to land a top guy in this draft with Sertan off the board. 13, I've got the Cardinals trading up with the Los Angeles Chargers to go get Jalen Waddell. Um, I think Waddell is perfect for their offense. I think they're really going to look to add another weapon. DeAndre Hopkins is great, but outside of that, you know, Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella, A.J. Green, you know, none of those guys are really the elite weapons that you want to put on your offense. At 14, I've got the Vikings taking Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive guard out of USC. And at 15, I've got the Lions after trading back with the Patriots, grabbing Micah Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State. I'm liking it, Dan. Um, for me, you might have to help me with this name, Dan. Uh, Giants, uh, have them taking Aziz Ojolari. Aziz Ojolari. Okay, that was pretty close. I'll give myself some credit for that. Um, 12 Eagles, I have them going Jalen Waddle. 13 with the Chargers. I have them taking uh, Rashawn Slater. You need to protect Herbert. Uh, at 14, I have the Vikings taking Jalen Phillips. And 15 with the Lions, I have them going with Zavin Collins. Jesus, this is where our mocks just go. Yep, this is getting haywire. Absolutely. Right, this, is, this is getting really haywire because I think one of Dan's picks, I don't even have that guy going in my first round. So, <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh. I think who is is it Vera Tucker? Because I, I heard as I made as I said his name, I heard you go, What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> that that's what happened. That's who it was. All right, let's get into this. So the eleventh pick, mine's obviously different because my trade. I have the Panthers getting Rashawn Slater. Uh, they do need tackle, they need that O line. They went all defense last year. Twelfth, I Dan, I do get your pick with the Eagles going cornerback, but I think for Jalen Hurts' sakes and the Eagles fan base, they would probably cry if they went defensive back. I agree. So I do, I do have the Eagles getting Devonta Smith. I think that's a perfect guy for Hurts. 13, I have the Chargers getting offensive tackle from Virginia Tech, Christian Darisaw. Darisaw, yes. Darisaw. All right. 14. This was a tough one for me. I did not know what direction the Vikings should go in. I don't know if you guys had that problem. Just because they seem like an average team all along that doesn't have like crazy needs, but definitely needs some help. So I do have the Vikings getting Micah Parsons. Um, mm -hmm. 
And with the 15th pick, I had the Patriots staying at 15. Bill Belichick being Bill Belichick going to get Christian Barmore, defensive tackle from Alabama. So Adam just kind of summed it up there. Christian Barmore to the Patriots at 15. Kevin, I think we've talked about this, and Christian Barmore has kind of been our guy where, like, every time we're talking about the Patriots draft and we're getting all excited, like, maybe we'll go trade up for a quarterback. You know, maybe Jalen Waddle falls to us. All this stuff. I think we have ended it almost every time with, but in reality, we're probably going to stay at 15 and just draft Christian Barmore. It just seems like such a, like, He's the best D tackle in the draft. He's probably going to be available at 15. You know, it's a need for us, but it's not really like a glamorous pick. It's, you know, it's just kind of like one of those solid picks. You can't really get mad at it, but it's just nothing exciting. Uh, tell me about why you went Barmore there. Well, I, I no, I just so you know, I have Barmore going to the past at 15. Yeah, that's why I said. Okay, no, okay. All right, that's my bad. I just, it's like you touched on. I think it's just a Bill Belichick move. He goes to, he gets a Nick Saban guy, Alabama guy. Uh, we did go get a couple of deep tackles. We did bring Lawrence Guy back. But it kind of seems like, you know, you get your Malcolm Brown. You go get those young defensive tackles. You hope that just fits right in. You got him on a rookie contract. I just think it's just a Bill Belichick move because they got ran on a lot last year and more help. You don't have to rush the guy into your defense. And obviously, I know that it's a playing defensive tackle. But still, it's like you guys talk about. Rookies getting the playing time, Belichick, especially on the defense, usually lets them, you know, groove in. So I just think it's a Bill Belichick classic move. Yeah, and Dan, before you move on with your next set of picks, I do agree with you, Kev. It is a Bill Belichick move. But, you know, just all the months of quarterback talk and speculation with the Patriots, it would just be really heartbreaking for us not to go quarterback because you know the whole media thing it's hyped us up thinking that we're going to go get a quarterback but like you said it would be the most Bill Belichick move ever to just get a defensive tackle at that pick but I guess we'll see. Dan why do you have um, I know we touched on it a little bit but why do you have you had the Eagles getting JC Horn Mm -hmm. so okay so why do you have that over a wide receiver so you touched on with your pick I agree that Eagles fans are going to get pretty upset when they don't take a wide receiver. Um, I just think here, when you look at the board, I think Jalen Waddle would be a great addition for them, but their front office, just time and time again, they pass on Justin Jefferson. They didn't move up to go get CeeDee Lamb when they could have. They didn't trade for Hopkins when they could have. They drafted um, J.J.R. Sega-Whiteside in the second round, like, it's just pretty clear that they don't make these great decisions with wide receivers. So why I think JC Horn's a really good player, you know, even though Waddle seems like the perfect pick, they trade back from six, they get that extra first, they can still grab a quality weapon at 12. How could the Eagles mess this up? And they just don't take a wide receiver at all. So before, before we go into um, the next round of picks, and just for the people who are listening, we do not have each other's picks like sent to each other. We're just listening to this for the first time. So I, I don't know about you guys, but I am already getting a little confused. And I do apologize. I've, been, just I've been writing them down but, yet. Okay. Do, do you guys have Kyle Pitts gone yet or no? I do. I had him. I, I think we both had him fourth. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make that sure. Okay. All righty. All righty. Dan, you All go right. whenever you're ready for the next set. All right, I'll hop into 16 through 20 here. Pick 16, I had the Chargers trading back with the Cardinals. I think here they're still able to grab the guy they would have gotten at 13. It's kind of a perfect trade for them. They get Christian Darasaw, offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech. At 17, I've got the Las Vegas Raiders taking Quiddy Pay, defensive end out of Michigan. Uh, at 18, I've got the Miami Dolphins taking Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota. They didn't get that offensive weapon at six, so now they grab it at 18. At 19, I've got the Washington football team taking Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa, linebacker out of Notre Dame. And at 20, I've got the Bears taking Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. All right. uh, For me, at 16, I have the Cardinals going with J.C. Horn. Uh, 17 for the Raiders, uh, Christian Derrissaw, offensive tackle. Dolphins at 18, I think, you know, they often, uh, some off-the-field issues have affected this guy moving down in my draft. Uh, Micah Parsons to the Dolphins at 18, that's a good mm-hmm. value pick for them. 
19 with Washington. I have him going Jackson Carmen, guard slash offensive tackle, and 20 with the Bears, Elijah Barrett-Tucker, offensive lineman. All righty. So with my 16, I have the Dolphins picking with the trade with the Cardinals. And this one is a little bit of a sleeper, but they do need a running back. So I do have them getting Najee Harris, the 16th. Wow. That's going to be a sleeper. Ooh. This is where it gets interesting, too. 17, the Las Vegas Raiders. There hasn't been a quarterback that I had going yet. But I have them getting Mac Jones. There's been talks that Gruden might get his foot, put his feet in the water for a quarterback. Mac Jones kind of has that Derek Carr mold. Derek Carr, you know, he's been decent, but he hasn't got him to the next level. So I wouldn't be surprised if Gruden goes big. So I have uh, the Raiders getting Mac Jones at 17. With Miami again at 18, I do have them getting Rashad Bateman. So they do get their, they get Harris and Bateman, which is solid for floors in that offense. 19, I have Washington getting the same guy Dan just said, Jeremiah Uwushu Karamoa, whatever. There you go. You Pretty close. Okay. Pretty close. All right. And then you can 20... just call him J-O-K. All right, J-O-K. And then 20, <laughs> I have the Bears going cornerback Greg Newsom the second. All right, so obviously, Kev, you touched on it there before we even got to the picks, but your mock draft has just gone down a completely different road <laughs> from any of ours. Um, yep. I told you I would this say... was going to be – I told you you were either going to like this or you were going to hate this mock. I'd say it's like 50-50 for me right now because I, I will say, like, <laughs> of that group, like, one of the picks people will look at and say is, like, so wild is Mac Jones. Um, I think some people will be like, how do you have him falling to 17? Like, before this mock, I think the highest I've had him going is 17. So I, I think that's fine that he's on the board there. And then I don't disagree with you at all that, like, that's been a thing for a while now where it seems like John Gruden just hates Derek Carr. Um, we knew that his name was coming up in trade talks this year. I guess they were trying to facilitate some sort of like three team trade where Deshaun uh, Watson, Watson yep. would be coming to Houston. Carr would be going, who was it? Washington was the third team they were trying to get involved Carr to Washington or something like that. But you know, regardless that pick makes a lot of sense to me, but just touch on that a little bit more. It's just basically it's just basically what you touch on. Like Gruden doesn't really like Carr, you know, he's trying to get that big guy, like that superstar like Watson. Obviously we know Watson has twenty three other problems that he's dealing with right now. Yeah. So that's not gonna be available for Gruden. And it just seems like Mac Jones is like kinda just like a similar dark car. I think Gruden might be be looking for Jones to make more of those throws. I think Gruden very well believes in his system and what he has running, he always has. So I just wouldn't be surprised if Mac Jones felt the 17 and Gruden took a chance. I mean, they've been getting like when you know they get rugs, they got Jacobs, they got Waller. Like, you know, it might not be a bad offense for Jones if they really want to have that competition because they never got rid of Mariota either. I'm surprised you didn't um, hammer me on Najee Harris going. That was going to be my next question. Okay. I don't think it's that crazy that the Dolphins would take him at 16 um, if, you know, all these trades played out the way you having them play out but my question is do you have them taking Najee Harris because he went to Alabama and it's a pick to please Tua or do you think that like Najee Harris at 16 that makes sense the Dolphins need a running back I think I think it just makes sense overall like you touched on Alabama guy Tua gets his running back that he's played with for a few years I think that you don't. If you like a guy, you need a running back. You might as well just go get him. I don't think it really matters where, especially when you have the 18th pick. Like I do think Bateman, you can still get an 18. So I don't think it's a big deal for them. And I think that if you didn't get Harris, I think Pittsburgh would go get him in the first round, and you'd lose your chance. And I don't see Miami trying to trade up back in the first round. I think Flores is a lot smarter than that. So I just have Flores just going, getting his guy, not giving a crap what anyone says or getting any hate, just getting the guys he wants on his team. Yep. All right, Adam, looking at your picks a little bit, um, you know, nothing too crazy. Our mocks are pretty similar so far. But I just want to ask you about Jackson Carmen at 19. I don't think I have him going in my first round. What do you like about Jackson Carmen? I just think he kind of feels a need for Washington. 
you know, they have a pretty solid offensive round. Uh, uh, Antonio Gibson, they got some good receivers with Terry McLaurin and stuff. And I just think they got to build around Antonio Gibson because he showed a lot of promise last year. And obviously they have a lot of questions at quarterback with Ryan Fitzpatrick. They need to do something about that in the future. But as, as for right now, you got to, you got to fill in your strengths. And Antonio Gibson is definitely the strength of that offense. And I think drafting a guard slash offensive tackle definitely fills a need and makes that offensive line even better. Fair enough. All right. If nobody's got anything else, I think we can just hop into picks 21 through 25 here. All good? Let it run. Yeah, I'm good. And I do apologize for not asking Dan enough questions. But to all the listeners, Dan is the draft expert from the two-minute drill. So Dan is better at explaining his own picks and better knows better than me and Adam. So that's why me and Adam can't ask Dan much questions. (laughs) Just wanted to get that straight out there. Hopping into pick 21 here. uh, I've got the Colts taking Trayvon Mareg, safety at a TCU. Um, I don't believe they've brought Malik Hooker back yet, so safety is definitely a need they could fill. Mareg is definitely the best safety in this draft, so grabbing him at 21 is a good pick for the Colts. I like the fifth there. 22, I've got the Titans grabbing Greg Newsome, cornerback out of Northwestern. Um, they had a lot of turnover in their secondary over these last couple of years. Uh, they lost Logan Ryan and never really replaced him, and then they got rid of Malcolm Butler and Adoree Jackson. They're a team who... It's weird, just within one offseason, all of a sudden they've opened up all these needs for themselves. They need to replace Johnny Smith. They lost Corey Davis. They could probably grab a receiver. Uh, they've lost guys along the offensive line. They could probably add there, but here I've got them taking Greg Newsom. At 23, I've got the Jets taking Najee Harris, running back out of Alabama. He's my best running back in the draft, so I agree with you there, Kev. Um, 16 might be a bit high, but for the Jets um, – you know, they just haven't had a good running back in a while. Le'Veon Bell was supposed to be that guy. Didn't work out at all. I think they could try and wait for pick 34 at the top of the second round, grab a running back there. But I think they're going to be aggressive in this first round and grab Harris at 23. At 24, we've got the Steelers grabbing Dylan Radoon's offensive tackle out of North Dakota State. Uh, they had a lot of turnover on their offensive line. Marquise Pouncey retired. They lost Alejandro Villanueva. Um they, they're a team with a ton of needs, but I just think they're going to need to grab an offensive tackle here in order to keep Big Ben protected. And at 25, I've got the Jacksonville Jaguars taking Christian Barmore, defensive tackle out of Alabama. All right. Uh, for me, 21 with the Colts. I have them taking Cordy Pay, uh, defensive end slash defensive tackle from Michigan. Nice pick. Thanks, buddy. Nice pick. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, 22, Titans, Caleb Farley, cornerback, Virginia Tech. Pretty good pick at that spot. Uh, mm-hmm. Jets at 23, Greg Newsom. Uh, 24 with the Steelers. I had them taken Alex Leatherwood, an offensive lineman from Alabama. And 25 with the Jaguars. I had them going Jeremiah Owuso Karamoa, linebacker slash safety. Pretty good. Notre Dame. JOK. 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 All righty. McColt's 21st. I have them getting Quiddy Pay. That's why I gave you mad props, Adam. Shout out to you. For 22, I have another trade. I have the Titans trading back because, like you touched on, Dan, they have a lot of needs. They left themselves Mm -hmm. wide open, so why not recoup some draft picks? And I have them making a trade with a team that does not need a lot of draft picks in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have the Bucs jumping from 32 to 22, and this is going to be awful to pronounce, so, Dan, you're going to have to help me out. The Edge from Georgia. Aziz Ojalar, Yep, that's who I have the Bucks getting at 22. Why not just bolster that defensive line even more? You got some questions going to be there in the next few years, and they really don't need to, you know, get one certain guy there. 23, I do have the Jets getting a running back. And this is probably a little shock to Dan because no one probably thinks two running backs are going to go in the first round, but the Jets do have a need. So I do have them getting Clemson's running backs. Travis, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Etienne. Etienne. I have him going 23 to the Jets. I think it's like the same kind of thing. It doesn't really matter. I think if you need a guy, you got Zach Wilson. Why not get a running back as well? 24, you guys touched on. Steelers need a lot of offensive line help. Marquise Pouncey is gone, so I have them getting Creed Humphrey, offensive center from Oklahoma. And 25, I have the Jaguars. I'm pretty sure they have a need for safety. So I have them getting Trayvon Moorhead, whatever you pronounce it, safety from TCU. I think it's Mareg. 
No that's the one. I, that's the one I'm not like positive on. Yeah, but I have him going 25 to the Jaguars. All right. Uh, questions for both of you, Dan. Before you go, uh, you guys both have the Jets taking a running back at 23. Yes. And is this because they're going to draft Zach Wilson? You want a guy that will help support Wilson and his growth, or do you really think they're also filling a need with this pick? I want to hear what your guys' thoughts on it. For me, I think they're definitely doing both. I think you're just adding a weapon for Zach Wilson right away, and I think you're definitely filling a need here. Um, but what it the pick really comes down to for me is if the Jets are just like, we want to take a running back high in the draft, or if they're specifically like, we want Najee Harris, or we want Travis Etienne. Like, they've got a guy they want because they got a guy they want. I think they're going to try and grab him at 23. But if it's more of, you know, we just want one of the top guys. We'd be fine with Najee Harris. We'd be fine with ETN. You know, we'd be fine with even taking a guy like Javante Williams. Then I think they'll wait till 34, grab a running back at the top of the second, probably do something like what you had them doing, grab a corner or something on the defensive side of the ball in the first round. See, for me, let me ask you guys a question. Who is the Jets running back right now? Samaj P. Ryan, I believe. Yep, so that's exactly why I think the Jets are just gonna go get a running back. I don't I they could probably fall to thirty four, like you're saying, it probably will happen. But I think at the same time, like there's a chance that the guy could go. You never know what teams are thinking or what they want to do. So I just think that especially for the Jets where they have like, you know, I'd say a decent wide receiver core with Mims Crowder. Um and then with a new quarterback coming in, you want a good run game and Whatever P Ryan that they have, I don't think that's the answer. It's, no, no it's, it's not even him. That was just the first name that came to my mind. It's Tevin Coleman. I just looked it up. Oh, but that's a new acquisition. I would not. I know, but Tevin Coleman, but even so. still, if I'm not mistaken, he hasn't like ever since that little stretch with Atlanta. He's kind of been in the decline. Right. So you'd rather just have someone. They definitely, except especially for a young quarterback, you're gonna need a running game. So that's why I have the Jets just getting the guy at 23. I don't really think teams are. Especially this year's draft nowadays, they're just going to get what they need. They don't really give a crap about what we post on Twitter and how dumb we think they are. They're just going to go get what they want. True. Adam, looking at your picks, uh, the only question I really have here is um, why do you think, like, what for you makes the Titans want to go Caleb Farley over Greg Newsom? What puts uh, Farley over Newsom in your mind? Honestly, it's I haven't really done too much research in all these corners, but I've just kind of came up with the conclusion that the big three are Sertain, J.C. Horn, and Caleb Farley. Mm-hmm. So with the Titans kind of in need of a corner, I just kind of picked the best available, and that's why I went Caleb Farley. But I'm sure you can give me a better answer of the differences between the two. I yeah, think Adam. I, mean, I think Adam bought Mel Kuyper's last mock draft, <laughs> dude. Maybe. No, I'm going to have mean, to the... buy and see because he's giggling over there, so – no, Uh-oh. the the pick makes sense. That's definitely like somewhere he could go. The the only real difference between the two is, you know, Farley, he was kind of the consensus number one. Then he had to get, I think it was some kind of back surgery. So now there's all these injury concerns that have been brought up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people could be totally exaggerating just how far he's going to fall, though. I know there's some people who literally had them as their number one corner, and then they found out that news, took them right out of their first round. Like, I think that's a little drastic. I think he could totally end up somewhere like 22 where you had him, but I was just curious about that. I don't really think you could go wrong with either, but like you said, with the, the injury history and him opting out of the 2020 season, his value is lower than it probably should be. So mm-hmm. I think it would just be a good overall pick for the Titans if he's there at 22. Yeah, he's definitely would be a high upside player for them. Anybody got anything else, or do we just hop into these last seven picks here? Uh, the only thing that I really just noticed is what you touched on was – how bad the Titans got, if you really think about <laughs> yeah, it. Like, no one's right? really pointed that out, but you're they just lost, like, like, yeah, they don't lot. have an offensive line, they don't have a tight end, they don't have a wide receiver, they don't have any cornerbacks, and it's like, they got, they got Bud Like, du- what they did got, they do? They got Bud Dupree, and that was really it. Damn, Mike Rabel's fucking up over there. Maybe, maybe. Just to think, I mean, after that AFC Championship run, they looked so promising, but... I don't know. Who we'll says see. that Derrick Henry is going to be a Titan after yeah, we'll, next year either? We'll, we'll see how long they can just rely on Derrick Henry. All right. Going into these last group of picks here, at going to start off here. 26, I've got the Cleveland Browns taking Zayvon Collins, linebacker out of, out of Tulsa. 
27, I've got the Ravens taking Jalen Phillips, defensive end out of Miami. At 28, I've got my third and final trade of the mock. Um, I have the Philadelphia Eagles trading back into the first round and getting a wide receiver. I have them getting Elijah Moore, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. I think he's the best slot wide receiver in the draft. Kev, I think you've talked to me about just how bad you want Elijah Moore on the Patriots. So you get a double blow. They don't get Fields or Elijah Moore. And at 29, I've got the Green Bay (laughs) Packers stopping Caleb Farley's fall. Uh, The NFC Championship game showed you just just how much they need help at corner. Um, And, you know, we touched on it there with you, Adam. I think it's just a good situation where this guy's got crazy high upside considering that he's being picked in the 20s. Uh, at 30, I've got the Bills stopping the fall of Gregory Rousseau. He's another guy who, you know, the opt-out kind of affected his draft stock negatively. I think the Bills could definitely use a defensive end. At 31, I've got the Ravens using that pick they just got from Kansas City to go get Terrace Marshall Jr., wide receiver out of LSU. Um, you know, they could really use some help at wide receiver. There's some good uh, – good kind of like small speedster Tyree kill type guys on the board, like Darius, Tony and Ronnell Moore. They already have that Marquise Brown. So I think they go the opposite. They get a big wide receiver in Terrace Marshall. And at 32, I've got the Buccaneers taking Asante Samuel jr. Cornerback at a Florida state. I like it. We have some similar picks, uh, similar picks to end this round off. Yeah. Um, Dan got his and then you followed Mel Kuyper. Yeah. We both, we both, uh, All right, for me, Browns at 26. I have them taking Rashad Bateman. Uh, you know, a lot of things are up in the air with OBJ taking the Browns out of his Twitter account and all the social media stuff. So who knows what's going to happen with that. Uh, 27 with the Ravens. I have them going Terrence Marshall Jr. A wide receiver has been a need for them for a few years now, and they can address that. 28, the Saints go with Elijah Moore, wide receiver from Ole Miss. Wow. Um, 29, the Packers go Christian uh, Barrymore, defensive lineman mm-hmm. from Alabama. Bills at 30, like you, Dan, uh, Gregory Rousseau, edge uh, edge rusher. And 31 of the Ravens, I have him taking Jason Owe. Owe? Is that how you say it, Dan? Owe. Owe. Uh, you know, defensive end slash outside linebacker, a guy that can fill the, the void of uh, Matthew Judon. And for the Bucks at 32, I have him going Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis, I think that's his name. He's a linebacker. And I just I like I think that it's kid. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. But I've Jamie. heard it pronounced both ways. I've heard it pronounced Jamin and Jamie. But right, we'll I like that. Him. That's a that's a good pick, too. He's a big riser right now. Yeah, and I like that because Levante David isn't really getting any younger, and you can mm-hmm. never have too many linebackers. True. Alrighty. With 26, I have the Browns getting Jamin Davis. There you go. I think he rises up a little bit. 27, I have Baltimore getting what Adam just said, Joseph Ose. You guys pronounce that? Or did wait, I wait hold on, hold up? on. No, because it's two different names. Oh, oh wait, have, Joseph. Do you Joseph Osai. Okay, you, Osa have jo- from Texas. you have Joseph Osai. He had Jason Owe from Penn okay, State. Okay, so I have the edge from Texas. <laughs> I have the 28th. I have the Saints getting Caleb Farley. 29, I have the Packers finally pleasing Aaron Rodgers, but not with Elijah Moore. I have the Packers getting Terrence Marshall Jr. Mm-hmm. With 30, this is the, like the first time, I think, since round or pick number two that we all had the same. I have the Bills getting Greg Russo from Miami. 31, I have Baltimore getting a wide receiver, but it's not who any of you guys had. I have Cardarius Tony, Tony, whatever you pronounce it. Tony. Cadarius Tony. Yeah, Cadarius Tony going 31 to Baltimore. I think they need help on the wide receiver. That guy is an underrated wide receiver. In mm-hmm. 32, this is what Dan's going to love. I have the Titans getting out of the first round. I have the Pittsburgh Steelers trading back in the first round. And with the 32nd pick, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers drafting Kellen Mond. Wow. I have, I have them getting a quarter. I have them getting Mond. I can just see it. They need a quarterback. Why not go take a chance on Mond while you still have Big Ben? Mm. All right. Like so, so I think I ended stay, it on a bang. I think stay right there. Go right into the Mond pick. I would say that that's maybe of the whole draft one of the more surprising picks. So. Why is why is Pittsburgh going Mon? Why are they? Uh, why do they feel like they need to get back in the first round and secure him? 
And uh, why do you think they pass on him at 24? I think there's a lot of hype around Mond. I think that he's generating a lot as of late, as we've seen. I think a lot of teams have talked about him. And it's like you basically know you never know what's going to happen in the draft. You can't be so certain. So mm-hmm. I just think that it's not he's not going to get taken before 32. I think that's kind of clear based off the, like, the last couple teams who are going to be picking. So I do just think kind of just like kind of what Baltimore did to get back in the first round to get Lamar Jackson. I can just kind of see Pittsburgh going, you know what? We're just going to trade with the Titans. We're just going to get our guy. We're going to have him groove under Big Ben. There's no pressure. It's really not that big of a deal to get trade up there and get your quarterback. And you're not going to go with Mason Rudolph or whatever Dobbs, if they still even have Joshua Dobbs. I don't know what mm-hmm. they got going on over there, but I just think overall, Dwayne Haskins, safe. actually. Oh, right. Okay, see, so I think that Dwayne Haskins is probably going to throw another party, get fucked up, get released. And then I just think Mon's a safe pick with a lot of upside. And I think it's a solid move for Pittsburgh. Yeah, I agree that Mond is definitely a solid pick. He has it's been like getting a lot It's like over David Mills from Stanford, right? Yeah, Davis Mills is the other yeah, one yeah. where it seems like a lot of people are saying that he's going to be that QB6 right behind that big five. And then Kyle Trask is in there too. Personally, I could totally see the Steelers grabbing Mond in the second round. Not sure I could see them trading back into the first, but I know what you mean where the draft's really unpredictable and even though it seems like Mond would definitely fall to you in the second round, if he's your guy, you kind of just got to go get him. Looking at your other picks here, everything was pretty normal. Um, Joseph Osai is a guy Adam and I both didn't have in our first rounds. I am familiar with him. I think he's probably going to be a second-round pick. He's a solid defensive end. Uh, what do you like about Osai? Um Honestly, I've actually seen him play a few games. He's just a versatile player. And I think, mm-hmm. like, they just need to replace Judon. And it's kind of just a safe pick with 27 because you did um, trade with Kansas City. And now, they obviously, they have two first-round picks. So, it's really not, like, a big need. But they do definitely need to bolster up that defense because they that's, like, their one. I don't think they're going to go get wide receiver at 27. I think they'll wait till 31. So, I just think it was just a bolster up mm-hmm. that defense. Yeah, I think we all had the Ravens grabbing a defensive end. You say to replace Judon. Um, I had Aziz Ojolari penciled in there for a while. I think he's like a pretty perfect fit to replace Judon. But the other thing that went kind of under the radar is they lost the Yannick Ngakwe too. So I had him grabbing Jalen Phillips to, you know, grab more of a guy that will play along your defensive line rather than kind of like a DN slash outside linebacker. But I think the Ravens will definitely need to do that. And then I think we all have him taking a wide receiver also. Um, Adam, looking at your picks, you had a little run on wide receivers there from 26 to 28. You had three straight go off the board. Uh, Mm -hmm. What do you like about those guys that you had coming off? You had Rashad Bateman to the Browns, Terrace Marshall to the Ravens, Elijah Moore to the Saints. What do you think they bring to those teams? Uh, I'll just go through all three. Um, Like I mentioned with the Browns and the OBJ situation, I don't think Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be playing for the Browns this year. I think something's going to happen with him. Now and before the season starts, like we, like I said earlier, he took the Browns out of his bio on Twitter. Then he shut down his Instagram or something. He's just doing some weird stuff, obviously mm-hmm. inferring that he doesn't want to be on the Browns anymore. So I just think that's a good pick for Baker, you know, keep that offense going with him. and, ba- him and I, don't think, I don't think Bateman falls that low. Well, yeah. well Devin, this is my mock I, draft. So I, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying like a real, like, if, if Bateman goes to Cleveland at 26, that's scary. I'm just saying. Okay. Um, and then the Ravens at 27 with uh, Terrence Marshall Jr., like I mentioned before. They've been looking for a really good receiver for a while now. I know Mark Hollywood Brown, he hasn't really lived up to his first-round uh, selection. Yeah. Kind of a smaller guy. You know, he's more of just a deep outside threat, and I think Terrence Marshall will really help Lamar in that passing game as their running game is already top-notch. And then Saints with Elijah Moore. I mean, with Jameis Winston going in there, he's going to be throwing the ball a lot. He needs some weapons. He's going to be gunning the ball down the field. And I think, you know, having Michael Thomas and Elijah Moore, uh, that'll really help Jameis on that offense. All right. I like it. So, unless you guys got anything else, I think we might be about good. I just really hope the Pats get Justin Fields, and that's the last thing I'm going to say. I want it's, the Pats to get a quarterback so bad. A quarterback. It's kind of it's bittersweet though that the draft is here because it is a lot of fun leading up to it and all the mocks it's and all the rumors you see. It's this not, is but not it is. fun. 
This is not fun no, because it's on fun. Thursday it's fun. I'm going to be crying on your shoulders, Adam, because no, we this could is... have gone up to get Justin Fields and we just chose to get Christian Barmore and then everyone's going to say Bill sucks and we're going to have to listen to the Bill slander on the drafting again. No, and they're going to bring up Harry and Sonny Michelle is... and Isaiah Wynn. I'm not ready gonna for happen. it. This is what's going to happen. We're going to take – we're going to sit at 15 – all these teams are going to trade up over us. We're going to be getting pissed off about it. And then we're going to take, or better yet, we'll trade up to like 11 and we'll think we're taking a quarterback and then we'll get J.C. Horn. And we'll all be I'll like, cry. what I'll the cry. fuck? I'll Why cry. did we do that? And then we'll be like, hold on. And we'll all go YouTube, J.C. Horn. We'll see him make a couple nice plays. And then we'll go like, you know what? He's going to be the best cornerback in the league in two years because Bill Belichick just made it. <laughs> no, I'm not. So I changed my mind. This was act- I'm not going to a- do that over a cornerback. Dude. Are you like, remembering I- last year's draft, though? Like, are, are you thinking back to last year's draft at all? Think about every single pick. Third round, pick 87. We're all sitting there. Adam Troutman. Adam Troutman. Get us Adam Troutman. Oh, Devin Asiasi? Who's that? Look him up real quick. Oh, okay. He's small and like kind of yeah, fast. But I, Here's yeah, him but hurdling I someone. Dude, I He's the next Aaron Hernandez. I watch highlights all the time, dude. I get so excited. But like, or Kyle Duggar, dude. It was we like, did the same thing with him. But Belichick never wants to pick this low ever again. So like, I look at it like if you're really just gonna go get a cornerback and trade up four sports to get a cornerback like that's awful like especially if there's like a Devonte smith or jalen waddle well yeah like, if I, there's a guy there and you no, you no, i just it can't it, i yeah. can't even get words out because i'm just saying it would prepare upset it, me man. dude i'm gonna prepare be so for upset. it i don't even no, want to agree but draft. i'm just, I'm just prepare gonna prepare for it i'm gonna down like 10 bottles of nyquil and then wake up in the morning dude i think that's my game plan <laughs> like i don't think i'm emotionally ready for this well, Kevin, right, did well, you see the scary report before you end, Dan, um, that it's becoming a more possibility oh, that the no, Patriots retain the same three of last year and re-sign Hoyer again? Or did you, did see, you that? see the report that was that a spiking rumor? Is that yeah, a spiking rumor? It is because a spiking, spiking rumor. Has, spiking has no credible source on Brian Hoyer. I'm shutting that down right now. He's doing it to get his name out there. Yeah, didn't it's he just bogus. say Brian Hoyer was going to retire and become the quarterback's coach? Yeah, don't listen. Those are fake rumors. It's like the I thing. Thought... Really quick, what we need to touch on. This is the last thing we're going to touch on, I promise. But it's like that thing he posted that the Patriots were going to trade Jordan Love, trade 15 and 29. Yep. That is yep. horseshit. Why the hell would we do that? It's that just was... bogus. And all she's doing is trying to hype up Jared Stidham. It doesn't make any sense. He's going to cut the shit. It's not happening. <laughs> now I'm done. All Go right. On. Mic drop. All right. Well, I guess we'll end it on that. Uh, Kev has put the Spike King on notice uh, for some fake reporting, as Kevin called it. But that's going to end our episode here. We'll probably do another one later in the week after the draft. I'm sure we're going to have a ton of Saturday. thoughts after this first round. All right, Saturday, first and second round, I'm sure. There's going to be so much to talk about after this. Between the three of us, we probably got like 10% of the first round right. Uh, This is going to take a bunch of crazy twists and turns. I know Kev's dreading it. I'm so excited for it. Thank you guys (laughs) for listening. Make sure you tune in next time.